Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and my guest this week is Autumn DeMott. Autumn, how are you doing? I'm good, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, thank you so much for doing this. We have a friend in common, Taylor Monaco. Tell me how you know Taylor. Yes. Um, she was the one that originally interviewed me at YFC. Ah, okay. All right. So... She then went off and did something yeah. else. She's now working for Fort Wayne Metal. <laughs> she left me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Taylor and I just had lunch not too long ago. Sounds like she's doing really well in the new job. I actually have known her so long that it was before she was Taylor Monaco. I forget her maiden name. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was in a class, a leadership development class that I taught and stood out. On that day and has stood out ever since as really smart and sharp and on top of it and destined for great things as she has been. She is. She's, she's incredible. Well, yeah. well, we are glad to meet you, um, Autumn. And I'm going to start where I usually do with our guests on career path. What I'd like you to do is start at whatever the beginning is for you. I, I always encourage people to say, tell me what you were thinking you were going to do career-wise and then what did you actually do? Did you follow that path or did you pivot? What did that look like for you? Yeah. Um, I did not follow the career path that uh -huh. I originally set out to okay. be. Um, my Growing up, I always wanted to be a teacher. I feel like that's the standard for most kids. Mm -hmm. um, but I just had so many teachers impact me along the way mm -hmm. that I was like, okay, I want to give back in that way. And I just love kids. Mm -hmm. um, they just bring such a, a big energy. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. So – when I came here in Indiana in 2015 for school, I was entering into the elementary education program okay. at the time. Okay. Um, and Huntington also offers like a J term mm -hmm. where it's a January term of three weeks. You can either do an internship, a mission trip, or you can take a class that's offered on mm -hmm. campus. And so for me, I was like, you know, I'm kind of having second thoughts on my career path. Mm -hmm. Why don't we take advantage of this three weeks and do like an internship? Yep. Took the internship. I uh, realized that teaching was not for me. That okay. takes a special superhuman <laughs> to do. So if you don't mind my asking, what was it about teaching that made you say maybe not so much for me? I think it was just the the day-to-day -day, um, that most people don't understand that teachers have to walk through. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. And so seeing that firsthand, I was like, yes, it does take a special human to do this and <laughs> yeah. have patience for that yeah. and deal with all the craziness that happens in a classroom. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have one of my sisters did four years of elementary ed, did her practicum, and then was like, hmm. I can't, can't do, do this. And yep. now she's in HR, which is a different kind of elementary education. But yes. So you do the J-term internship in education and decide, okay, maybe something different. Where do you go from there? Yeah. I After my three weeks were up, I marched my <laughs> little self down to the registrar's office. Okay. And I was like, um, I don't know what to do, but this is not for me. And yeah. so then we got career services involved. How far along are you in college? My day? first semester. Okay. All right. So yeah, early so, enough. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Yep. Good. Yeah. Um, and so between conversations with career services, registrar, and my family, we mm – -hmm came to the conclusion that storytelling, communications, marketing was my thing and something that I was really passionate about that 
at the time, I didn't realize that I was passionate about. All right. So, so, so that sets you on a different path. And I want to talk about a parallel path because you came to Huntington as an athlete, correct? I did, yes. So soccer, correct? Yes. And how long had you played soccer and how does that factor into you choosing Huntington and you ending up in this part of the world? Great question. Um, I've been playing soccer since I was five. Okay. So it was like a second nature to me. Yeah. Um, and I was actually committed somewhere else, verbally committed somewhere else to a different school at okay. the time. And then Huntington came out of the blue. Um, and was like, hey, we're interested. Why don't you come check us out? And I had like three non-negotiables when deciding on a college. And they met all three where the other school only met two. And so I was like, my family was like, come on, let's go check it out. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm already committed. Like (laughs) I just verbally committed, getting ready to sign. Yeah. They had a different plan. I'm glad that I followed that plan and came to a visit and just instantly fell in love. Um, With the team dynamic, I've never seen anything like that. It was like – a second family. Oh, wow. Um, and the campus was beautiful. Yeah. So, what, yeah. what were your impressions of – had you been to Northeast Indiana prior or was this – Not really. It was the first time. So what um, were your impressions? <laughs> to be fully transparent, yeah. I was like, well, it's not much different than Michigan. They just don't have as much water. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. Especially in Huntington. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's just cornfields. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was – it was a, a big transition for me. Okay. Um, All right. So – you end up then with a degree in what? What do you, what do you end up Yep, communications majoring? and public relations. Okay, and you then worked for Huntington University for a few years, correct? I did. I hopped on board after. Yeah, so on the admissions side from what you told me, right? Yep. So what is that like? Is it enough of a uh, – is it is it close enough to what you wanted to do communication-wise? Was it far afield? How did that work out and, and what did you like about it? What were some of the challenges that you faced? Yeah, I think – Admissions teaches you a lot of just life skills as you enter your professional career. Mm -hmm. I think I could not have asked for a better job in that aspect, Mm -hmm. um, being fresh out of college. Yeah. I think it helped you teach um, or kind of like exercise your communication skills externally um, Mm -hmm. along with internal. It teaches you how to work together as a team and that Mm -hmm. team dynamic for sure. Um, but you're you're learning how to communicate with people and different from all different ages, especially as I moved on in my admissions career, I was working with a lot of different ages. So yeah. And you're representing the brand at that point. You, you are, are sort of the embodiment of the brand to those prospects. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So uh, you when do you start coaching? Is that while you're in admissions, doing admissions work, or is that later? Um, it actually came on when I was a senior, so I wrapped up my final fall soccer season okay. my senior year, and then the coach at the time was like, hey, I kind of need some help, and that help kind of transitioned with the new coach that hopped on board in May, and he was like, I want to bring you on full-time. Okay. All right. So as you can tell, listeners, Autumn has a lot going on. <laughs> she's working in admissions. She is coaching. She's doing other things. So does that kind of scratch the itch of wanting to be a teacher then while you're coaching? How does that factor into what you thought you were going to be doing and and, and your passion for soccer and all that? Yeah. Um, teaching was still – I still had the same thought of I picked the right career path. Okay. Um, for all sure. Right. Okay. I love coaching. I do. Yeah. Um, but I'm really glad I still didn't follow that. Okay. So, so let's talk now about the organization you work for today. How did you – Find yourself in the role you're now in and tell us a little bit about what that world is like. Yeah, it was a journey with YFC for sure. So um, a coworker that I originally worked with in undergrad admissions came to me one day and they were like, hey, our campus life down in Huntington needs volunteers. Mm -hmm. I think you'd be a great fit. What do you think? And I was like, "Mm, 
no, I have a lot going on. Yeah. I need to learn how to say no sometimes. Yeah, sure. Um, so, and then I was like, wait, what is Youth for Christ? And she was like, you just said no to something you don't even know anything about. And I was like, yeah. It's always the stories that start with, I need to say no more often than <laughs> yes. lead to people saying yes. So, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. You're tracking with me. Yeah. So, um, long story short, had conversations with the high school campus life director at the time about volunteering, stepped into a volunteer position. Okay. And then probably six, seven months later in June or July is when the events and communications coordinator position opened up at YFC. Okay. And, you know, the high school and middle school campus life directors were very persistent on saying, hey, we think you should apply for this position. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. And then after two or three texts a day, I was like, forget it. I'll put in my application, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and super grateful that I did. Um, YFC has been amazing. Okay. So for people who aren't familiar with YFC, tell us a little bit, very high level, what does the organization do and what is your role in the organization? Yep. Great question. So Youth for Christ is a nonprofit organization and our goal is to reach our young people of Northern Indiana. So that is putting people in relationship who know Jesus in relationships with people who don't know Jesus. Um, and so that's, that's basically a standpoint of YFC, um, simple, sweet to the point. Is it a Northeast Indiana-based organization, or is it a large organization we, with a presence locally? Yeah, great question. Um, we are nationwide. Okay. Yep. Um, so I think our headquarters are in Colorado. Okay. All right. And your your team here in you're based in Fort Wayne, correct? Yes. And how big is the team, and and what what role or roles do you play in that team? Yeah, um, we are. Our northern Indiana chapter is about 35 people, okay. give or take. Okay. Um, That's and, larger than I would have expected. I don't know why that is, but yes, it's larger than I would have expected. Same yeah. here. When I hopped on board, I was like, yeah. wow. Okay. Um, and then we have like an office staff of nine. Okay. So All right. kind of smaller on that end. Okay. And is it mainly, is it outreach to high school students, college students, Anything beyond that? Who's your target audience, yep. if you will? Our target audience is 11 to 19-year-olds. 11 to 19-year-olds. Okay. And, and I would imagine that can be a tough crowd. It is a very tough crowd, <laughs> so, especially today. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? How do you deal with all the realities of modern-day life among teenagers? And how does the organization seek to make its mission relevant to, to kids from a variety of different walks of life? Yeah. Um, we, mm -hmm. that's a great question. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to figure out how I want to, um, hmm. You can think on that one. I'm going to think on that one. I'm, I'm asking yeah. the tough question. You so. are. You put me on the hot spot right now. Yeah. So, so let's talk, let me give you an easier one. Let's talk about your role. Yes. Um, it's, it sounds like it's, it's wide ranging, but what, what events are you actually working on and what does the communication piece look like? Yes. Great question. So our, we just finished golf season. Okay. Um, we are huge into golf events. We usually have three a year. Okay. Um, but now we're transitioning into our biggest fundraising campaign of the year, which is called We Believe in Youth Week. Okay. Um, and that gets me really excited. Okay. So what is that, what does that event consist of? Why is it such a big deal? Yeah. So it was actually created by Taylor Monaco. Uh -huh. I know, okay. right? Um, in 2020, from my understanding, when COVID really hit okay. hard, um, cause we used to do what was called rallies and that was individual, um, community rallies 
that was a fundraising opportunity that okay. people joined in. But because of COVID and the restrictions, um, they created this campaign. Sure. Um, so it's it's an all-out, one-week, peer-to-peer fundraising campaign. Yeah. Um, and okay. it's designed to um, hit our young people of northern Indiana. You know, they're our future. And yep. with all that isolation and social media these days and yeah. anxiety and depression that's been caused. Sure. Um, we with this campaign, we really want them to know that there are people out there that believe in them. Yeah. Um, and as somebody who, you know, is younger and entering in that new professional career, I've had a lot of people pour into me a lot recently Yeah. and just having somebody say, I believe in you, it can go a long way. Yeah. Well, you know, the mental health aspect, you know, having done a lot of work with, with colleges and even some work with the high school students, it's off the charts <laughs> how much you know and as the father of someone who is still in college um it's amazing how many of his peers and younger folks are just struggling with mm-hmm. everything today pandemic seems to only have made that worse but certainly you mentioned social media and some of the other factors there's a lot of need right now yeah. for people to hear positive messages. Yes, for sure. And so um, my very first week on the job actually was this this week of We Believe in Youth last year. Okay. Talk about crazy, first of all. Like <laughs> yeah. hopped on board with a new job and entered into this campaign. But it was amazing to sit back and watch. Yeah. Um, and then you could just see stories of students being uplifted every day. Um, yeah. It was it was amazing. So how when this event is going on this year, mm-hmm. is it fully virtual? Are there going to be physical events? Is it all of that? And if so, how are you coordinating all that? Yes. Um, since we're in the early planning stages, I don't know exactly what that looks like if we're going to tailor it to what was last year. Okay. Um, and that's solely online. Yeah. So, you know, there's a couple of ways that you can people in the community can take part in that. Um, where we don't meet in person. Okay. Um, but like I said, early planning stages, we don't know what that looks like yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the other things. That's obviously a big one. What are some of the other things right now that are taking up your time and energy, things at the top of your to-do list that maybe they're keeping you up at night, maybe they're making you really excited, maybe it's a combination of those things. <laughs> what are what are some of the big hitters on your list right now? Um, really, my, my main job at Youth for Christ is storytelling. Okay. Um, so I get the privilege of telling YFC stories, mm-hmm. um, whether that's stories of volunteers. You know, I always like sitting down with vo- our volunteers and being like, why do you give to this mission? Um, why is it important to you? Or with our students, like, what, what hardship are you going through? Mm-hmm. Or what has life looked like in the last six months or last year? Um, and even our staff, our staff will even sit down and tell you their stories. And some have even been products of YFC that mm-hmm. once started out in their youth coming to YFC, like Campus Life or yep. whatever that looks like for them. And then they transition and then become staff members. So mm-hmm. it's just really cool. And I get to do that day in and day out and tell the stories. Well, and there's probably infinite opportunities to do it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's pivot now to what I call the speed round of the show. It doesn't have to be the speed round of the show. Okay. But it's a chance to kind of do some quick hits on things that I think are really meaningful for people to hear about. One is career path. You're, you're still pretty young, but you've got some career experience. Yep. Let's say you were talking to uh, one of the folks served by YFC or you're talking to you know someone who might be in the same position you were in, thinking they want to go in one career path, maybe not so sure it's the right one for them. What's your best career advice, something you've learned that is important in terms of career fulfillment, career success? Yeah, great question. Um, 
I think for me and what I've learned so far, my best advice would to be um, don't ever stop asking questions and don't be afraid to ask questions. Okay. Um, I remember starting out in my early career, but I really noticed it when I made the transition to YFC where I was sitting, it was like my first staff meeting. I was sitting in a room full of people I didn't know. Where yeah. at Huntington, I kind of knew those relationships already. And I was like, I had so many questions. I'm a type of person that's very curious all the time and wants to ask so many questions. Yeah. But I found myself sitting in that room going, what are they going to think of me if I ask this question? Mm. Or are they going to look at me and be like, why did we hire this girl? She's <laughs> asking those kind of questions. You know yeah. what I mean? Sure. Like you, And I think that just comes with being um, younger and starting out. But yeah. I've learned along the way that it's okay to ask questions and, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to ask them. Yeah, well, and and I think it it's somewhat more prevalent among younger people to be afraid to do it because you don't have the confidence. Yes. And you don't have the understanding that, you know, I, I've been in this job for 18 years and I still have more questions than answers. Yeah. But when I was getting started in my career, I thought I had to have all the answers. I yes. didn't, <laughs> but I thought I had to act like I did. Yep. All right, really good advice. Okay, the second question has to do with YFC. What is something that is either – and this is where maybe we can come back to the question I asked, the hard question I asked earlier. What is something that's maybe underappreciated about the organization that you think deserves to be better known or – and or a myth or misconception that you want to correct? Yeah, I – I guess something that even when I was first learning about YFC was, yeah, they reach 11 to 19-year-olds, but how? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know, people should be aware of how much our ministry staff does. You know, they they go out and they meet students at schools or sporting Mm -hmm. events. Um, They go to our urban neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. and they even go in and enter in juvenile centers um, Mm -hmm. to reach lost teens. Mm -hmm. And at first, I didn't know that. I thought it was just reaching out to kids. Um, But once I realized all the amount of work that they put in um, and where they meet students and how far of a distance that they go to reach them is incredible. Yeah. well, and it's a hard audience to reach today. It um, is. You it's know, very hard. Because, again, going back to my experience having a son who is early 20s and watching him grow up is they don't really congregate in a physical place other than school anymore. <laughs> their yeah. social life is on their phones. It is. And cutting through the clutter there can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. So sidebar question, what are some of the things that you're doing to overcome that challenge in your organization or in the work that you do? Um. Really, our staff is really trying to meet students where they're at. Um, And they're trying to figure out ways to engage them. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that some of them I've been trying to do, like, let's get away from technology and let's go to a Tin Caps game Mm -hmm. or let's go to the zoo or Cedar Point. Um, But it's becoming more and more of a challenge. But they're still trying to meet them where they're at. Yeah. All right. So third question, um, a tip or trick or tool, gadget, doesn't have to be technology, but it can be something you rely upon in your work that it could be really simple. I've had people say Google. (laughs) I've had people say pen and paper. What's something you rely on in your work that you think deserves a shout out? Oh, goodness. I've had the privilege of learning all sorts of things. Um, You know, I think if you would have asked me before making the transition, I would have said Evernote. 
I um, love Evernote. Yes. yes. Lynette Fager actually introduced me to Evernote uh-huh. in okay. an internship back in the day. All right. And I loved it. But then I moved over into the YFC world, and I fell in love with Monday.com. Okay. All right. Um, I love how organized it is and how you can tag teammates in and tag okay. them out. And, All yeah, right. it's it gets me pumped. So for, for people who don't know much about Monday.com, it's – project management it is a project management system yeah yep so at first i was like oh this is cool i don't know what it is but then i've learned that yep it is a project management system and it's like once you look at it it's like a glorified to-do list Really. okay all right and it's if i'm not mistaken it is it could be used for event management i've heard a lot about it but i've never used it yep so you can collaborate within the tool you can so last year we used it a lot for we believe in youth week okay Um, all right Well, Evernote, the sneaky thing about Evernote is Evernote is great for, like, self-management. It is. And as much as I love Evernote, I've never been able to make it work beyond me. That may be a reflection of me more than (laughs) the people I work with. But nevertheless, I could see why you would make that change if you need to collaborate with other people. Yes. So one last question. So you're still coaching soccer, correct? I am. So why does that remain a priority for you even with everything else you have going on? Oh, great question. Um, one, I'm still a big soccer fan, Aha, okay. even though I'm retired now. All right. um, Do you have a favorite player, favorite team, any of that? I, and this is coming from someone who knows absolutely nothing about soccer, so you could say anything. Anyone and you would know. I would have no idea. Amazing. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would probably say Julie Johnson. Okay. All right. She's on the U.S. women's team. Okay. She's all probably right. one of my favorites. Um, right. But back to your question, I and it's all kind of why I go back to – Youth for Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like full circle where growing up, soccer was, yeah, it was fun, but there was more to life than just soccer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had so many coaches invest in me Mm -hmm. over the years that I find value in that now. Um, And I work for an organization that, you know, wants to pour into the younger generations because it can make a difference. And so coaching is one of those ways that I get to do that and have the privilege of doing that all while doing something that we both have in common, you yeah. know? Yeah, well, and it's, I think one of the things you you may have realized younger in life than I did is that's another thing you're never really done with. Yeah. You can always pass on what you've learned. You can always give back uh, in a way that others have helped you, but you're never going to be done with that work. Correct. So yes. you coach and you volunteer and you do all these things (laughs) trying to make up but that work is never done yes i agree with you well thank you we are done here though so (laughs) that's good one less thing for you to do but autumn thank you so much for doing this it's been a pleasure getting to know you and hearing a little bit about your story thanks anthony and thanks to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this episode of the asher marketing podcast we'll be back next week with another great guest and we hope you'll join us then